Welcome to the Adamantium Podcast, episode number 26. Welcome back, Adamantomaniacs, on a very crisp autumn edition of the podcast. I just got back from Florida myself, so I'm a little bit in denial, uh, but nothing that a good podcast can't cheer up. And today we've got a fantastic episode, uh, especially for my fellow 90s kids, because our guest today is James Brian McCullum. You might know him better as Milo, one half of the cartoon band Prozac. James joined us to talk about all things Prozac and his music career, but most importantly, he wanted to tell us about the Rewind tour that just wrapped, the tour that they did across Canada with Aqua. That's right, Barbie Girl Aqua. I went to the date in Toronto at Echo Beach, and it was so much fun. Uh, maybe the most fun I've had at a show in, in a long, long time. So much nostalgia, so much throwback, and there was a much music video dance in between sets. It was just nonstop good times, packed house on the beach. Just doesn't get much better than that. They're planning on doing a sequel next year, but I don't want to give away too much because there's lots of goodies in the interview. For those listening that might be a little too young to remember Prozac, they were the original cartoon band before the Gorillas. Uh, they started in 1998. It's about the Prozac is about two characters named Simon and Milo, who fought each other in an ancient war 200 years ago, and they were cursed and sent to the 21st century to become friends. And their mission was to find true love using their music. Sounds awesome, right? Well, that's because they are awesome. And as we always do, here's five songs recommended by The Adamantium by Prozac that you can check out before or after the, uh, the interview. So the first song, of course, because no Prozac playlist is complete without it, is the song Sucks to Be You. The second recommendation is Strange Disease. The third is called Europa. The fourth is Amabala Saray. And all four of those are actually from their debut album, Hot Show. And then my fifth recommendation is going to come from their second album. The album's called Saturday People. The song's called www.nevergetoveryou. So, of course, every 90s kid is going, well, yeah, I know all these songs. But, you know, we've got some older listeners, some younger listeners. So there you go. There's a little bit of an overview of Prozac for you. And James is a really, really down-to-earth guy, uh, very easy to talk to, and gives a lot of insight behind the band. So before we get into the interview, quick reminder, if you're listening on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and review so we can have more great interviews like this one. Follow us on social media. You can find The Adamantium on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you don't want to follow us, well then, in the words of Prozac, sucks to be you. I know, I know. <laughs> Here it is. Episode number 26, featuring James Brian McCollum, a.k.a. Milo of Prozac. Enjoy, everyone. All right, we're here with James Brian McCollum, a.k.a. Milo yeah, yeah. from Prozac. <laughs> How you doing? Very good. How are you? I am happy to be here. I'm glad I brought a hot chocolate, though. It's a little cool. It's a little chilly in the room, yeah. But, the um, building hasn't turned the heat on yet, but... Uh, but I'm happy to be here. I think we were a little... Um, we were lucky to have, like, such a hot, long summer this year, so... Uh, it was, and, the, you know, I have to say, the summer just kept going because, uh, you know, Prozac, we just came off of a really, really amazing, fun tour, the Rewind Tour, which um, is September. Amazing tour, yeah. And, uh, yeah, thank God we, we had good weather for most of it. Mm-hmm. 
because it was right, literally right at the end of summer through September. Um, and that was actually, <clears throat> you, you beat me to it, is the first thing I wanted to bring up was, first of all, <laughs> congratulations on the tour. Thanks, man. Um, I went to the one in Toronto. Echo Beach. Echo Beach. And man, what an awesome time it was. I have like... Good. I'm, I'm not just saying this because you're here. It was one of the most fun I've had at a concert awesome. in a very long time. I think at that venue, it's hard not to because it's like you're in a beach. Mm-hmm. It's like an instant party. Yeah. You got the city behind you, the island airport, the planes going overhead. It's, I, it's, it's an awesome... It's a beautiful setting, but... Even Brandy. I've been I've been a handful of times to Echo Beach. Um, I don't think I've seen it that packed. Uh, I've heard at Digi- Digital Dreams, like the the EDM festival, they pack they pack it there. But I, I when I was thinking about it, I think the only time I've seen it that packed uh, was for Imagine Dragons years ago. Um, so that I mean, uh, that really says something, you know. Um, it does. It says that Prozac fans are. I think there was a as many as Imagine Dragons. Yeah. <laughs> yes, so, yes. Well, you know what? We were, yeah. I mean, we we worked for about a year to put that okay. festival together because we had the idea of of doing something a little more, like unabashedly celebrate celebrating the '90s and nostalgia. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to bring. We thought of Aqua like ages ago, but they hadn't been touring. Mm-hmm. They'd been like you know I don't know what they'd been doing for. For 15 years, years yeah. I did find out that, um, yeah, well, one of them was on MasterChef, though. Really? Yeah, Rene. Rene, which the was... The bald guy. The oh, okay, guy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a chef, and he was on MasterChef really? Denmark. Okay. Anyway, so... He won? He did. Wow, okay. Things he, things he learned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's uh, it took a while to put together, but once we did, it was just, you know, it was magic, so... So were you a part of the initial, I mean, that was actually one of the things I wondered from the very beginning. Was it something that um, much music was putting together and they approached you? Or was this something you guys no, had the idea was, for? it was our idea. Yeah, it was yeah, your Jay. idea, you and Jay. Jay. I, I'll, I'll give Jay credit. This, okay. This first, but yeah, it was definitely Jay and me. Um, we wanted, yeah, we had the idea of, of putting it together. And Aqua was on definitely near the top of our shortlist yeah. of who we wanted to bring. Um, and the much music video dance party was like, yeah, that was that was like the next thing we were like, oh, we have to do that. that yeah. Although that being said, it was really cool to be you know playing all the old videos, mm-hmm. uh, including some ones that we had done, like the B44. Yep. They yes. played uh, Get Down before. Yes. We you guys, stage. what do you mean? You you guys were, you were a part I of don't that? No. No. We were the masterminds of <laughs> the Prachi B44. Really? I <laughs> didn't we, know that. Uh, we wrote. Uh, we wrote their hits we wrote Get Down and yeah. we produced it so okay um, again it was a lot of fun I didn't know that yeah wow there's so much to Phenom- learn yeah <laughs> where are those guys these days uh, they're right behind you <laughs> um, well they're twins uh, I think I'm not sure if they're doing music still but they I think they have a puppy farm okay and, and uh, Ohad I think he's involved in some some tech entrepreneur okay pursuits Anyway, funny. Well, we were talking about actually just a quick side because we were t- when when we first uh, met here, we were talking about Tyler Kite, who's also done the podcast. Absolutely. We've also had Snow on this show, who no who did who was a part of the Much Music Video Dance, obviously. Oh, and Farmer was yeah, huge. Yeah. Actually, that so. and well, now we had uh, this tour was such a blast for us. You know, was, mm-hmm. you know, our fans are amazing, and yeah, we had the. We played coast to coast. We got to go all the way to to St. John's. You know, we don't always make it out to Newfoundland. And, right. And that's always 
a lot of fun. And so uh, now, you know, coming off of it, you know, I just want more. And right. We'd like to, uh, so we are thinking, we're planning already of, of how we can make it happen next year. Right. So we're looking forward to putting something together for next September. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. So doing a rewind too. Yes. Something's, okay. Electric Boogaloo. Okay. Yeah, there you go. Is there, um, who are, who are some of the other acts that you, you had said you had a short list? Hmm. Well, there, or can you not, uh, are I some of them still, uh, in the writing for the, for number two? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're approaching, we're approaching people like now. So, okay. um, so yeah, well, I'll tell you when we can announce it, I'll be excited, oh. but, but there are yeah, other, some other nineties pop, uh, um, dance, hip hop kind of. Well, I think, I mean, yeah, I, what would you, who would you like to see? On the oh, bill? that's Prozac? a great, that's great like question. You know what? For me, when I've, it's funny. When, when people ask me about my music taste, I always say I accredit it to three things. And they're all from the 90s. There's Big Shiny Tunes 2. Oh, yeah. Tony Hawk video games. Cool. And Cameron Crowe movies. <laughs> Cameron Crowe movies. Okay, yeah. well, I remember the music from Cameron Crowe movies. Oh uh, well, even if you there's the movie Singles, which had oh, which yeah. had Pearl Jam and okay. Soundgarden acting. You're in right. Movie. Yeah, You're right. but all his movies are very '90s. I mean, almost famous. Yeah. Um, all his like movies say anything. They're all very '90s. Um, who would I like to see? Well, for one, let me say like I was. Um, I think Aqua was just like a genius choice because I think there was an absolute hunger for that because. The people who listened to Aqua, I mean, Aqua really had one huge mega album. A massive. Massive album. I mean, I had that album. It was, for me, I listened to Aquarium more than I listened to Backstreet's Back or Spice World. You <laughs> right. know, that was like my pop album. But I was in that sweet age group that it was targeted yeah. towards. Um, and we were all too young to go to concerts at that time. So none of us ever had an opportunity to experience Aqua live or anything. That so. was exciting. I mean, that's yeah. We, I mean, that was exciting for us too. Of we, course, we our fans. Yeah, we wanted to give them that experience. It's the same, you know, same genre. Yeah, it was the same time for yeah, sure. Yeah, same time. Um, yeah. Well, there is the, another one. We'll see. You know, um, off the top of my head, I'm thinking like maybe like a, a Third Eye Blind. Oh, really? Or. Um, they might be a little too more alternative, but um, oh. I'll have to think about You'll it. Think I don't want to keep it. Yeah, but uh, there's definitely definitely a lot of good choices from that era. I mean, just in the music, the video dance in between, which yeah, is yeah. one of the things I want to talk about because I think that was also um, a key to why this was such a great tour and, and so successful because by the time when the bands came on, everyone was already... They're up for it. They're up, you know. They were already dancing. You know, they were warmed up. Yeah, um, no, we loved. Yeah, I mean, that was that was definitely one of the first things we wanted to do. We wanted to. We were hoping to get some of the VJs from the back in the day. Right, right. Um, it didn't work out this time. Um, I mean, I've definitely Ryan's have been at Master T a few times. Yeah, uh, Tony, and so. I'm, and you know Rick uh, Campanelli. Rick Campanelli, he'd be great. Yeah, he I mean, would be course, great. I yeah. don't know if he would. You know. He's on Entertainment Tonight, now, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, that's the last time we saw him was when he interviewed us uh, on ET. On ET. Okay. But um, but yeah, I'll see you maybe next. You know what? I met someone. Rick once, um, and I was about ten, <laughs> because uh, at that time I was list- I went to you know at my school I was in the daycare. And we used to do... What, you were in daycare I at 10? I was in daycare. Oh, I feel bad. You didn't... 
You well, because my parents, my parents both worked, so you I would mean go after. School? I would go okay. after school daycare and like the summer camp and stuff. And in the summer camp, they would always. Oh, I was thinking preschool. Was no, like, no, was no, like, wow, no, 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 no. It was like an after school daycare. <laughs> but um, in the summer, they used to plan uh, every week. We would they would have some kind of trip somewhere, and so they arranged a much music trip when we were about ten or eleven. Well, that's pretty cool. And wow. Rick Campanelli did our tour. No. Yeah. <laughs> That so, is cool. Yeah, it was See? really cool. So, uh, so he might be if he's yeah, that's the kind of guy he is, and he might be. Up I'm sure. It. I'm sure. Let's See, Let's see if not, can get I mean, away. Know, it's <laughs> been a long time since I met Rick, but yeah. Um, but yeah, those video dances were you know it was it was phenomenal. Like I was one, and even me who is a music aficionado, there, there's there were songs in there that I'm like, oh, of course, forgot about this one, and I had yeah. my Shazam out every oh, every cool. few minutes, you know, uh, like songs like Robin. Uh, yeah. I, I oh, completely yeah. forgot I about Robin. that song, and yeah, and she's still actually at it. At it. I mean, yeah. She's and I mean, super talented. N- n- like nostalgia is a very very powerful tool. But I think there's something about that late 90s period um, that was extra powerful or there's something in there. And maybe maybe I am maybe I'm biased because that's from my that's time. But I think up. there I think there is something about there that is. Well, I know for Prozac, really special. for Prozac, it was like the perfect time for us to come out because mm-hmm. that was when videos were like much music was king. That yeah. was like the most important thing. Everyone was watching the same videos. Yeah. So um, I don't know if we would have had the same success uh, if we hadn't come out of that, that time. At that know? time. So, yeah, no, that's, it was absolutely huge. Be everyone having that shared experience. And so, yeah, like when we did this tour, yeah, it's, you know, you felt the, the euphoria. The love. Everyone, yeah, the euphoria. We felt the, we felt the love. It was good. Um, and I do want to talk to you about the videos and the, the cartoons um, but before I want to finish up talking about the tour, um, had you had much experience with the gang from Aqua before? Had you had you met them before or anything? No, we hadn't met. I'm saying we had our, our booking agent yeah. at Feldman had uh, got in touch with their management to make the whole thing happen, and yeah. that, like I said, took months, months before course, just yeah. to get them to to you know get off their butts okay. and come tour Canada with us. And then, but when we met them, they were super chill, uh, really down to earth, uh, and a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, they're all from uh, Denmark, and mm-hmm. a couple of them are from Norway. Like Lainey's from Norway. Yeah. So, um, she still personality. looks fantastic. But she does. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, she, she does. Um, but I think there's a lot of similarities in personality types. Okay. Like Canadians and Scandinavians. Right. Uh, in my experience, you know, you usually get on pretty well. And yeah, we had a couple of days off on the road where we would, you know, you know, hang out, we'd get together, invite them for dinner, and they definitely party way harder than we can. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, <laughs> yeah. They seem I'm like a they, lightweight, definitely. They still seem, them. I could tell even from the show that they still seem like they, they like to, uh, they like to, party. like to play hard. Yeah. <laughs> So what were, I mean, you mentioned the, the nights off and stuff. Do you have any favorite memories in particular from the tour? Well, Grand Prairie was that, uh, that's where we had a night off in Grand Prairie. Okay. And I was saying the weather was great overall, right? But when yeah. we got there, <laughs> it's like five hours drive or eight hours drive north of Edmonton. So right. it's up there. It's up, And yeah. it snowed. So it was like, this was only... In September. In like early, yeah, like yeah. September 12th or 13th or something. Um so that was like traumatizing for me. Yeah. But for them, they were all they were excited to see it there. Right. You know, they want to see that part of Canada, and 
but we there wasn't much there's not much happening in that town so it's like a super small town yeah and we decided to go for barbecue um they did have have a good barbecue place so it was like the whole we definitely the party was all there yeah like the whole, we, we we got grand prairie you know going crazy Excellent. So Grand Prairie was it's yeah. interesting. Not, you, you, Grand Prairie, you, you I think St. John's about, is another one. Like, Saint, well, St. John's you know is what? you can't not have fun in St. John's. It's John. true. I, yeah, that's. I think that's. I've never been actually myself. You but should from go. anyone I've heard. If you want to have fun, go to St. John's. Yeah, I for well, I mean, they're uh, from from what I've heard. My, my my parents have been, and my parents are Irish, and oh, they said it right. reminded them very much of being at home. Absolutely. You know, even the yeah. way the type of pe- the people are very friendly, but you know, totally. And like to have a good time. Like to have a good time. Super friendly. Drink a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, no, really, really, really good, good-hearted people. So yeah, definitely go there if you're if you need to go to one place in Canada that you haven't been. Yeah, go to. Okay. Canada. Yeah, I haven't done. I haven't touched the East Coast, but I I should. Do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, Make sure you ask first, though. Yeah. <laughs> right. Good one. Um, in today's today's market, I guess what what does Prozac do, or what do they? What do you guys plan to do to try and reach a new generation of fans? Um, interesting. Yeah, I know. When we came back, like um, honestly, because Jay and I thought that Prozac was an amazing thing that happened to us mm-hmm. you know because the, the success of it yeah uh, that you know you can't really replicate you don't know how to replicate it mm-hmm. if, if it would ever happen again so we were just happy to have, have had that success of and course. enjoyed I mean, that yeah so when we got asked to, to do this reunion show at um, Atomic Lollipop yes uh, which is at the Science Center a cosplay festival it was just like we didn't know what to expect and right it which was seems- such a warm welcome that that really jump started our career again so that led to us recording, you know, wanted to do a whole new album. We did Forever 1999, and then we did a whole tour last year around that, mm-hmm. which was awesome, too. So this was kind of like the one other thing we wanted. We thought, you know, okay, that was great for us, but let's do a bigger package. So as far as, but as far as reaching new people, um, we didn't. We were planning. Well, we are still planning on doing a show. Web uh, web series. Okay. We started working on one um, with a production company here in Toronto, and we did a sizzler, which I think you can find on YouTube. I saw it actually. Yeah, it. and it was funny. It was yeah. It was, so is it along the along the same kind of lines as as the as the obviously the sizzler would be? And well, yeah, but that that was. Um, However, we're not going to be going to continue with that. Okay. So, so I think you know we might. We're still looking to do a series, but that would be something new. Okay. Other than that, then you know what the the thing is when we play a live show. Now we've got our original fans who mm-hmm. were anywhere from like five to fifteen when we start when we first came around. Yeah. And now some of them have kids, and they've actually brought them out to this last tour. So we are getting like a new generation of people hearing us for the first right. time. Which was pretty cool. So I think for us, the cartoons are never going to age. No, so, I mean people love cartoons no matter. You yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, Simon and Milo, like they're going to stay people, there. People, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, our fans really connected with with Simon's, you know, his personality and right. the story of him 
just not really being unlucky in love and not always not fitting in. And it's still obviously still relevant to today's yeah, culture. To anyone, I mean, a lot yeah. of people. I mean, most people. Anyone has had their heart broken, really. But um, a lot of our fans really, really love love Simon and uh, Simon and Milo. Mm -hmm. So I think you know we're we're happy to continue doing stuff for them, even if we don't get new fans. Yeah. But I'm you know you never know. All right. Well, let's let's actually talk about the the cartoons, and and how how and we mentioned the the the, the animated series that was a possibility. Um, who who was the originator? Who originally was the original illustrator of Simon and Milo? Well, the original illustrator, who was a talented artist uh, from Toronto named Scott Harder. Okay. Who was I think he was about our age when we started, but um, and we had, you know came up with a idea of Simon and like the character of Simon mm -hmm. Jake was a caricature that he'd been doing right on tour with the Philosopher Kings and then I Milo was the only accent I could kind of semi muster okay. up and it, their relationship was based on our relationship in a way I was gonna, I was gonna um, ask that too yeah in a way but um, but that Scott so he was able to come up to draw them and that we absolutely loved his drawings but he passed away unexpectedly mm -hmm. when he was uh, from like a heart attack. Okay. Wow. Right before the first album came out. Oh, really? So, so he didn't okay. even really, unfortunately, get to see people connect. Fruits of it, his labor, yeah. Which is really, which is sad. And um, how how did you? Sorry, I, I may have missed it. How did you guys connect with Scott? He was a friend of a friend. Okay. Uh, Jay, he was from Thornhill, I think, uh, where Jay was from. Where okay. Grew up. And um, yeah, so we just had met him, and yeah, and, and like. He came up with great illustrations. Yeah. So from there, though, I mean, like I said, we had the characters. Jay and I have, have had the had already had the idea of the characters and how Simon have no neck and how his yeah. eyes would be huge and everything. And so, you know, Milo's eyes would never be open. Um, <laughs> so yeah, from there we just worked with different animation companies. So we worked with one called Animation. Uh, house, uh, which was actually owned by Anne Murray. She was oh, okay. one of the co-owners yeah, yeah. of the Canadian classic. Um, and so it was Canadian-based, and they had an office in L.A., and then most of the animation was done in South Korea. So it was like okay. this three this international operation yeah. with a big budget for each video, which uh, we had thanked Sony Music for at the time. Right. Um, they were able to make those happen. That was before you know digital animation um, got more affordable. So it was all hand drawn. Hand drawn, all those yeah. original ones, right? So yeah, so I mean, it yeah, wouldn't it be unheard of today? Yeah, and and you guys really, it's 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 interesting because um, I can't think of anyone who did like who had the idea of of Prozac being a cartoon rather than two guys. Well, we had that idea. Mainly because Jay didn't, wasn't comfortable. He didn't, A, wasn't that comfortable as a front man. Okay. As much as he I Interesting. Think, likes, wanted to be recognized for his creative his music, yeah. pursuit, his music, um, in a way that it, we weren't, he wasn't really in the Foster Kings because we weren't, neither of us were the main songwriters right. in that band. His brother was. And yes, and, and yeah, Joe okay. Singer. So we'd, we'd started kind of writing a few things and get them in, but so there was a, so, we had this outlet, but uh, yeah, so Jay couldn't go out there with a the fake British accent, so um, so we thought of the cartoon idea straight okay. away. And then from there, it was just the I, the story came to life, and 
you know, it was definitely the best idea we could have come up with. Yeah. So good it that, of course, the gorillas. Perfectly. Yeah, the I was going to say, yeah, because it came about like two year. years before <laughs> the gorillas happened. It did. Yeah. But, you know, I'm not, I, I don't know if they heard about ours. I think, well, they did a great, they've done a great job at it, so. I think, well, them too, I've heard they never expected it to be what yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That's, uh, that's good. do the Philosopher Kings, are they still making music or? Well, it's funny. Are we had connected with those guys. Or? Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, they're all like great friends. So um, we hadn't done anything in like a decade for our last or thirteen years. The last album was two thousand five, um, but actually we recorded new material last year as well, which is coming out this year. Okay. Yeah, or, or maybe it'll be early. With those guys, Philosopher Kings. Yeah. Oh wow! So we will be doing a tour as well coming up. So yeah. Wow! Incredible! Incredible! Um, you had even mentioned briefly, and you don't have to get much, but the uh, Milo and Simon's relationship, you said roughly represented you and Jay. A little bit. Well, so there was a little bit of, I, I did read somewhere that there was a little bit of tension between the two of you in Philosopher <laughs> Kings. There was. We are opposite so. personality types. Okay. And Jay has a great sense of humor, like he's very funny. But at that time, he also totally know, knew how to like push your buttons. push my buttons okay. in particular, and like no one else in the world could. And uh, he was the only yeah. So anyway, it came to a head when we were doing a show in Montreal, uh, and I don't even know exactly what it was about, but. You know, it ended up with me asking him, said, oh, you want to take us outside? And <laughs> I ended up punching him out. <laughs> and he fell down on one punch and then threatened to call his lawyer. So, oh my God. but in that, so I felt, yeah. Yeah. But to iron it so out. Then, I was going to say, so to iron it out, you guys decided to make music. Isn't that cheesy? But it's but, <laughs> but true. Phenomenal though. And look what yeah. came of it. Well, that's the thing. I mean, obviously we aren't the first creative partnership that where you know, some serious tension can create cool. great I mean all the brother yeah. bands and all the brother bands families. all the so guns and roses it <laughs> happened so it's a it's a real thing and so yeah the chemistry when we as soon as we had a guitar and a song idea between us yeah it was like instantaneous it was, like we were super really? connected yeah it was it it was it wasn't awkward or anything at no first at yeah. all it's funny because uh the minute whenever we write together yeah. it's like really natural and a lot of fun like okay. we're honestly laughing the whole time yeah it. so it went from being like you know the the only guy that i wanted to punch out in the yeah. world to it's like being a great friend and you know now like this lifelong yeah, lifelong music. That, yeah exactly wow so. it's funny i mean it's uh it's actually a real story of you know boys will be boys kind of thing you know something like that yeah it's always funny because the same me and my best friend growing up like we used to fight oh, yeah? kids every every day every day but it's like in the schoolyard at lunchtime but then by after school it's like you come into but my house know. to play video games like um, <laughs> you know what i mean it was well like, at like least you guys happened, made up you know faster I mean? though yeah yeah, yeah but we're still friends to to this day you know it's just uh but would you punch him out now no, no, not <laughs> now. Well, we're, yeah, I guess I guess that's the difference. You guys are already. Yeah, yeah. No, I think we've got. Well, we we're definitely past that point now. And the yeah. re- and the great thing is that coming back uh, with Prozac now, like you know, after not doing it for a while, we like both of us totally appreciate the whole thing and yeah. the impact it had, obviously, on a whole. Well, you know, it's it really is one of those stories where everything happens for a reason, because <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't have had the story of yeah. Milo if it wasn't for that. That's true that uh, instance <laughs> um, 
I also read that you played guitar for Nelly Furtado. Yes. Is that absolutely. do you still play for, play with her? No. Well, I mean, if she calls me up, I'll probably play with her. Right. No, actually, because you know, two of the guys, the other guitarist in the band, Brian mm-hmm. from the Philosopher Kings, and Gerald Singer. Oh, they, so they all, they play with. No, what, no, no, no. They they end up producing her first two albums. Okay. So they she basically brought her uh, her. We were in Victoria. Mm-hmm. She had a demo tape in her hand. She came up, and gave it to Gerald. Okay. So it was his really? lucky accent that he was the singer of the band. He got the, he was the first one no to way. hear it. So him and Brian. Uh, this was actually after Prozac had just started to blow up with Hot Show. Yeah. Still doing some Kings shows. Yeah. And the rest of the band who were already highly competitive. Yeah. That just turned everything up to like eleven. Like right. everyone was like, okay, we got to get our thing together. Out there, yeah. So they formed a production team and so they actually produced the first two Nelly albums which wow. were my favorites and then I but you know I'm great friends with them still so I actually played all the guitars on those two albums so okay. like, I'm like a bird and yeah. turn off the light and all that and then uh, Nelly kept asking oh you know would you would, you should come tour with me you should at that time I was yeah. busy and I was I said, well, when, you get, when you're playing Wembley, yeah, stadium, give, me a, give me a call. So then 2007, uh, after her third album did blow up on a whole other level, Loose, yeah. the one that Timberland yeah. was involved in, uh, I got a call from her music director, and he's like, dude, you know, we need you to come on tour. You know, we're playing the Wembley Stadium, no the way. Princess Diana concert in a couple of weeks. Uh, that's our first gig. No yeah. rehearsal. Can you do it? I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I, I was waiting so for it. played Wembley. So yeah, so I ended up, so yeah, that year, yeah. we toured on that album and had so much fun. Like, yeah, played a lot of the places that I dreamed about. I dreamed about kid, playing. Right? So that was a big one because it was Princess Diana Memorial Concert yeah. that the princess put together. Yeah, and were they there? I'm yeah, they were there. They actually so organized it. So they came and looked at the soundtrack. Uh, meeting the princess, not so yeah. much for me. I'm not like okay. obsessed okay. with the royals. But I was happy. I was glad to see that they were out there during soundtrack yes. meeting yeah, yeah. everyone. Uh, and they put on a great event but for their mom. But no, it was playing at Wembley and then yeah. having Elton John go on after you and like yeah. and then Duran Duran and Pharrell and, yeah. and Kanye, all these people. It was uh, it was exciting. Yeah. I wouldn't say nerve wracking though because I'm like, I love performing. So you don't get shows or anything? I get a healthy extra bit, just a little bit of nervous energy, but it's not a bad thing. Yeah, well, I think that almost probably helps it does <laughs> yeah, yeah no, no, it gets you yeah it. it's so, better than it being routine you know and yeah. yeah so we went on to I toured with her the rest of the year and then I ended up producing her um, the next uh, and writing songs for her next album so, okay which won a Latin Grammy wow called Me Plan that Me album Plan. okay great so are you, do you still have plans with, with Nelly and well, she's uh, she's not super active. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Um, she did put out an album, I think, a couple of years ago or last year. But yeah, she's not that active right now. Like I said, we're on good terms. So if she gives me a call, you know, I'm up for doing something. Yeah. And as long as like, Prozac's not touring. I was going to say, it sounds like you guys got a lot of plans of your own. Yeah. That you're working on. Um, so what else? Because it's it's almost hard to tell when when you listen to Pro- Prozac, such a unique uh, genre on its yeah. own kind of thing. Uh, one thing I was thinking of was I wonder what these guys listen to on their own time. So what kind so of what would you doing? think listening to Prozac? What what do you hear on Prozac? Um, but that, well, that's the thing with Prozac is I hear pop music. Yeah. I hear rock and roll, mm-hmm. alternative. Um, 
I hear a little bit of everything. So, I mean, maybe that's, maybe you do that's listen to a little bit of everything. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think that's it. It's like, uh, I definitely listen to all kinds of different music. Okay. But me and Jay, uh, like whatever, we did both love the Beatles as, okay. like, as songwriters. Like if you listen, break a Prozac song down to just guitar and vocals and they're very kind of old, you know, classic song songs mm-hmm. kind of, you know, with the, the really hooky melodies and a simple concept that we mm-hmm. tell a story. So Beatles is a big one, and then we both kind of we grew up in uh, being into eighties new wave. Like we're okay. both, which you can definitely tell in, in in Prozac as well. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, like we both love the Cure and the Smiths and and uh, New Order, and Pet Shop Boys, like stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That I can hear it, that that's that came out in, in, in the band. Too. Okay, when you're um, is that what you're listening when you're like say on tour? Is that what you're listening to on the road or? What? Oh, I don't know. We were listening to podcasts. Okay, there you go. All right, now you've got a new one to, yeah, exactly. to sign up for. Um, okay, and so uh, what about, is there any artists uh, today that you're uh, a fan of or that wow. you're hooked on at the moment? Or uh, Yeah, I mean, there there are. I, I, mean, I, listen, I listen to quite a bit of music. There's, you know, I'm as far as bands that I love, like you said, alternative. I mean, mm-hmm. Arcade Fire... Uh, Coldplay and Radiohead are yeah. like, those are my favorite bands yeah. and I've seen them all like, play a bunch of times like this summer actually down right beside Echo Beach Arcade Fire played, played down Molson there. Amphitheater yeah. that was that's right when I was still Molson yeah. it was, or, that sorry, was yeah, incredible stage, yeah. it was uh, such an inspiring show uh, and they actually had their advertising the pros, the rewind oh, were they? beforehand okay. on the screen so I was yeah. like yeah <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah. So I listen to bands like that. I've always been into soul, like a lot of soul music. Um, so you know, whether it's you know Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, uh, Sade is a huge one for me. Um, and Alicia Keys. So you're getting Janelle your Monet, influence from all over. All the over. Place. Yeah. And then we've even gotten to like Latin, Brazilian, and jazz. Like I've you listen to a lot of that too. Right? Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Wow. Well, um, back in two thousand and I think it was two thousand four. I went to this show on the Toronto Island when they used to do shows on the island. Oh, and they did Virgin V Fest. It was before it wasn't a V Fest. I went to one I was at the one where Noel Gallagher got pushed. But uh, <laughs> that V Fest was awesome. Yeah, which was funny. We just had the stereophonics oh, really? on the show as well. Who they're did awesome. Yeah, they're really awesome guys and, and I've been a huge fan of theirs. But they were we were talking about that as well because they they played right before Oasis on that, <laughs> on that show. Um, but they did this it was like an all Canadian it was like a festival, and Sloan headlined. Oh, cool! Uh, but it was like Sam Roberts, Death from Above, The Stills, oh, all these Canadian cool. bands. Um, but the the reason I was telling the story is because we got there around noon. We were coming off the ferry, and the band that was playing at noon was Arcade Fire. Wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just and their started. first album had just come out, so the only I had only heard that Rebellion or yeah. Lies that song. Um, this is the only song I recognized at the time and now it's like now they would like oh, yeah. headline that like, yeah. everyone would be way opening for them now you know like yeah they're one of the yeah. best that's uh, I saw them on the island actually as well I guess probably a couple of years after that yeah it must yeah and it was just like a magic night again it's like they they're just one of those bands that just 
It's know, like bring. being at an art festival and art and you know it's like more art like and music. going to yeah. church or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For me, like, uh, but there's a whole visual like, aspect. Oh yeah, too, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. But I just mean like the kind of feeling they get out of the crowd. Like, you well, know, yeah. everyone's just so feels so good after that show. Yeah. Did you just compare it to U two? Is that what? Yeah, it? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Same kind of feeling. It's very. Yeah, I was gonna say that's my favorite band of all time. They U two. Yeah, yeah. they were actually yeah, I just could have put you two in that list too. Both yeah. me and Jay, yeah, I love you two as well. So. Yeah, I'm a huge. I mean, being Irish, it's <laughs> yeah. I've actually got on the oh Joshua Tree. Yeah, yeah. I mean, That's I don't, cool. I'm not really a tattoo person. The only tattoo I have, but there's a bit of a story behind it. But yeah, they um yeah, it's, I'm a huge huge YouTube fan. When I started this podcast, um, I did just for fun, and th- and one of the reasons I started, I had thought about it for a while. And one of the reasons that kind of gave me a boot in the butt to get it mm-hmm. launched was uh, Chris Cornell passing away. Yeah. Because it's like, that's someone I've always... I, photo- I photographed his show a couple times with oh, Soundgarden, yeah. but it was one person that I always wanted to meet at some point because he's one of my favorite singers of all time. Yeah. So when I started the podcast for fun, I made a list of 100 people that I was going to say I was like in the time that I do this podcast yeah. how many of these hundred people yeah. can cross off so I love yeah. that That's yeah brilliant. so number one on the list is Bono like okay. so you're <laughs> I don't working know. up to that working, working, working my way up but yeah well I, you know I saw the Joshua Tree tour in Toronto so did I yeah I was there? there I was there at the CNE uh no is that Rogers no, CNE. Oh, like the original, the original Joshua Tree I'm talking tour. About before you were Sorry, born. I was talking about the. I thought you meant the one last year, the reunion one they did last no. year. No, no I was like, when the Joshua Tree yeah. came out. I no, I wasn't even born. Yeah, it was <laughs> okay, eighty-seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I was born in eighty-eight, so yeah. yes, yes, young one. No, yeah. it was it was awesome. <laughs> I met. I can only imagine. Uh, yeah, he had a broken arm, I think, because he he'd fallen off stage at, like okay. a, on that tour or somewhere else, like because he was you know always jumping and climbing stuff. Yeah. But, um, man, the sound of, I'll never forget, like, uh, you know, they end their songs or their shows with 40. Yeah. And they had the audience sing, you yeah. know, that chant at the end. I'll sing, sing a new song. And just like that feeling of the whole audience carrying on like for like an hour right yeah. to the parking lot while people still singing in their cars while they're waiting to get out of yeah. the parking lot. It was like, you know, who can Euphoria. get... Euphoria. Yeah, yeah, it was a beautiful thing. I still say there's nothing, nothing like a YouTube show, like, even today, you know. Well, yeah, I'd say. Did you go to the reunion show last year? No. Or, yeah, 2017. Yeah. It was great. It was phenomenal. Yeah, it was at the Rogers Center. I took my mom. Awesome. Yeah, it was on her birthday. So, um, yeah, it was. And it was great because I, <clears throat> of course, I had heard With or Without You, yeah, still yeah. found all those songs I had heard seeing you two before. I think that was the fourth time I've seen you two. Oh, wow. Um, but I hadn't heard, you know, the, the rest of the album, and it was beginning to end and so it was a cool very cool experience awesome yeah um okay well I got one more question to to wrap things up and that is you know before you know Prozac retires which I'm I'm not saying like 20 30 years from whatever you know will (laughs) we get to see yeah will we get to see Simon and Milo find real love ah (laughs) I well if you do that will be probably the last Prozac. It'll have to be. It'll have to be the conclusion, um, right? Yeah, I think you know because in our lives, I mean, you know, I've 
I've been married to my wife, for, who's Oma Balashere, actually. Really? Family. Yeah, that's my wife's uh, middle name. That's it. Really? Yeah. What kind of, what's what's the background? From, uh, Nigerian. Okay. So, yeah, so uh, it's a Yoruba name. Yeah, which no one knows exactly, but it sounds great in a song. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I, it's actually one of the songs I was wondering what that what that means. Yeah, it means child who plays with riches. I think really, that's the uh, translation. So yeah, we've been together. So the real like, Milo has found true love. Yes, yeah. So yeah. Milo, okay. but see, well, Milo was never is never really the issue. He's he, just right. There. He was there. Yeah, he's the kind of helping. like the rock and of support. But Simon, yeah, hadn't. But Simon, as well as, uh, you know, he's uh, found love as well. With okay. Katie, Katie Shaw, who is, uh, who is our third member on stage. Yes, yeah. Who does all the female vocals and are, is a, totally is kind of like the life of the party on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, and they actually have, they brought their baby, Ren, okay. on tour with them. Okay. With so this tour, like, you know, I How said it was Ren? just, he's a year. Okay, wow. This year. So what a trooper! <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was they'd never done it before. It was a massive experiment, and he did great actually. Yeah, but um, so they had babysitters in each city that they'd hooked up and you know to watch while we were on stage and stuff. But uh, on two occasions they fell through, and he had to. <laughs> so Katie brought him on stage. So yeah, if you really if you go online, you'll see on Instagram or something some shots of like her, his little baby with big headphones on. <laughs> So, yeah, so now it's like a real family thing. So I know for Jay, yeah, it's really nice for me to see him in a happy place. Yeah. Like, so I've, you know, he was, when he first came up with Simon, he really was Simon uh, as far as not, not being happy uh, yeah. in a relationship. So I think he uh, would be the first to tell you that, you know, he's glad that that's there changed. is a happy ending to some story coming. So maybe there might be. Yeah. So, but I think that part of it, I mean, the bottom line is it's like we, even when you're in a relationship, first of all, it's like you have, when you have those fights where it's like, if you could break up or it feels like, yeah. Fight. So it's not like, I think everyone's still going to relate to, of course, to the heartbreak. But, um, but yeah, Simon is his own entity. Now Simon and Milo will continue to, uh, to go on and do whatever they're going to do long after I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. And then the curse will be broken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Very nice. That's well, it. James, thank you very much for, for doing our show. Really Pleasure, appreciate man. it. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, thank absolutely. You. Let's do it again sometime. Right, thank cheers. Adamantium. Adamantium.